Welcome, welcome everybody to another cozy episode of the Don Cozy Podcast coming to you live from Africa, the motherland, the mecca of humanity where everything is cozy, (laughs) where everything happens and where everyone gets their flavor from. Welcome to another episode. I hope your week went well and as we're gearing up for the weekend, I hope we were getting into a a festive uh, or a mood of festivities for Africa. We're having the Africa Day on the 25th of this month, which is about four days from today. We will be commemorating Africa, her richness, how beautiful she is, and what she has birthed into the world and what she has given us from her being a continent and from her being a place where a lot of cultures come from and where people reside in, you know. I know there'll be talks of the African Union, what their vision is. I know they've got a vision 2063. It doesn't sound far-fetched now because that's, a, that's just about, about 40, 40 years, 40, 41 years from, from now. So it's, it doesn't sound far-fetched like it used to be about 10 or 15 or 20 years when they came up with that with that vision. So the SDGs they came up with, I hope they are attaining them. And we might even have a special episode on that on the 25th just to commemorate Africa Day because that's where we're at. That's where the Don Cozy podcast is coming from. What an eventful week we had. Oh, my God. <laughs> and you thought um, coming from an award show, is a push for a new week. Hell nah. Hell nah. What a roller coaster week we had. And I'm about to unpack this roller coaster week. Special shout out to Kevin, my big brother Kevin. I see ya. I see ya. I saw him yesterday and you know we kicked it for a bit. I was so happy to see him. I think I had it had been a month or two since I had seen him. Shout out to you, shout out to your family, and shout out to Lerato. She scolded me for not <laughs> for not alerting her about this podcast, and it's glad to know that she actually listens to this podcast. So shout out to you, Lerato, I see you. <laughs> and as your big brother, I'm sorry for not giving you the links, <laughs> but it's a good thing that you've caught up, eh? So let's get into it. Man, Elon Musk is in the news again. This time not about Twitter. This time around it's about a sex scandal which is brewing against him. We can say it's against him. Or it's a sex scandal which has just sprouted out all of a sudden after his acquisition of Twitter. It's very... What can I say? It's the, t- the timing of it, it's, it's a bit off. 
So let's get into it. So the allegations that a SpaceX flight attendant, which is owned, SpaceX, which is owned by Elon Musk, he owns a very a myriad of companies, SpaceX, Tesla, the boring company, where I think they make, where they actually, they have this big tunnel where I remember watching him drive the Cybertruck with Jay Leno as he was premiering it. It hasn't yet come out, but he was premiering it, I think, two years ago. A year or two uh, years ago, and they went through the Boring Company, which is actually a company where they make tunnels for the easy movement of huge trucks, like your haulage trucks in... uh, my areas here in Zimbabwe, we call it a cognet. In South Africa, they call it a horse. And I think university is called a haulage truck or an LHD or an RHD, if you want to get technical. And also for their cyber trucks to be able to move freely in certain areas of society. So... Coming back to the topic, the SpaceX flight attendant said Elon Musk exposed himself and propositioned her. Uh, For those who don't know, it means that he made an indecent proposal of sexual intent. It was a a sexual overture that he made to her. And and it is also alleged that the company paid 250000 that's a quarter of a million for her silence. And this amount was paid in 2018. So the backstory is that the attendant worked as a member of the cabin crew on a contract basis for SpaceX for the jet fleet. That's, that's how, how she started to work for the company. And the incident took place in 2016 According to the declaration made by the friend of the attendant, who was told by the attendant, so the attendant told a friend, and the friend made a declaration. It's a signed declaration that elaborates what happened on the day in question, or the year in question, because it's in 2016, or not given a year, a date, and a month of when it happened. To, a, to the attendant. So the attendant confided in a friend that after obtaining the job, she was encouraged to get a license as a masseuse as this was so that, that she could give Elon Musk a massage when he's on the, on the flight. And it was during, on one such a trip, that a massage was uh, done in the private cabin of the G650ER, she said Musk propositioned her. So they were in the private cabin of this G650 jet. So it was the attendant and Elon Musk together in this private cabin where he made this overture to her. And the accusers claimed that Musk exposed his erect penis to her rubbing her leg without consent and offering to buy her a horse in exchange for an erotic massage. And this is according to the 
interviews and documents obtained by the inside of the publishing house, which actually got hold of the story. So after that, these allegations, the insider emailed Musk and he asked for time to respond to these allegations. However, his response was that he's claiming that there is more to the sto- story than that meets the eye. That's the first thing he said. And he later on said that it's a politically motivated piece against him and it's some sort of smear campaign against him. But as of yesterday, Elon Musk tweeted that, and I quote, the attacks against him should be viewed with a political lens and that this is from their despicable playbook. Uh, I think he's, he's actually mentioning the Democrats. But nothing will deter him from fighting for a good future and the right of free speech. I think as I started this episode, I mentioned that Elon Musk recently acquired Twitter. He hasn't fully acquired it. That's another thing which is happening now that they haven't finalized his acquisition of Twitter. So because he wants to free up the the free speech on social media and trying to make people conscious of what's going on in the world. I remember earlier on, not earlier on, actually a week ago, he cleared the mist around the algorithm on Twitter and how to clear it so that you can see tweets as they come and not tweets suggested to you by the app. Because once that algorithm is in place, it affects your emotions. It can actually mess up your day because a lot of people are suffering from depression through this algorithm where if I tweet a mad, the algorithm can see or sense that I'm mad. Okay, if I'm mad, I'm angry or I'm pissed off or I'm deflated or something has uh, taken me away from my goal and then it will start feeding me such tweets where I can relate and then the next thing I'm being pulled into this dark hole. So he cleared up that last week. I remember I actually followed the instructions and decluttered the algorithm on my Twitter feed and now once I tweet, I see my tweet first because it's coming in in real time and not my tweet as I tweet, I'm not seeing my tweet after 10 or 15 tweets. So his mantra of the free speech is agitating certain people high up in the, in the presidium of the United States. And as we know that the Democrats are the ones who, who are in office and a, th- a thing like free speech will always agitate them because of propaganda. So I don't know how to look at it now because if you think about it, you start to think that is this really a politically motivated attack on him? But here's another uh, disclaimer. Two days before the story broke, Musk tweeted that he used to vote for the Democrats. 
But since they have become a part of division and hate, he can no longer vote for them and will vote Republican. Republican is a party that Donald Trump used to represent because he's now the former president. And the Democrats is the Joe Biden, the Barack Obamas, the Bill Clintons, if I'm not mistaken, and Republicans, the Bush, Bush administration, the Trumps. So he is now going to the right, and they are the left. So it's the left and right, left wing, right wing politics. I, <laughs> we can never get a hold of that. And he put a disclaimer in that at the end of the, the his, his tweet, he said that, now watch their dirty tricks and campaigns against me unfold. And he ended it with a popcorn emoji. So we're in for a ride as we approach the new week. We're in for a ride because he is the richest man in the world, the wealthiest man in the world, whose wealth wealthier than most countries. And he wants to acquire one of the largest social media platforms where free speech has to be entitled in a sense of entitlement. And I think his enemies are out to get him. But we have to look at this from a, an eye where we don't have bias, right? So firstly... Is it a smear campaign? That's my... I have just three questions. Is it a smear campaign? Because if it is, and the society we are living in, it, I don't think it will end badly for him because he's got money. But I think with whatever power that he has as the richest man in the world now, he can be able to use whatever power he has to also fight back. So the politicians might end up fighting a losing battle against him, which they are not foreseeing. And my second question is, if it's true that he paid 250000 as hush money, that's what we call it, hey? That was hush money, guys. Let's be honest. 250000 that's a quarter of a million. As hush money, why? Why are you paying hush money if you're innocent? Right? Why are you trying to silence the accuser? Why are you trying to silence the attendant? And on the flip side of that, when this attendant took this quarter of a million, <laughs> why is she now coming out, her and her friend, to expose Elon Musk at this time? Why? This is like four years ago. Why didn't this come out 2019, 2020, 2021? I know it might sound ignorant of me to be saying that because people people go through a lot of things in their lives and through shock, grief and threats, you never know what, what was happening behind closed doors. But if they took this money, what's the end game here? Do they want some more money? Do they want justice? Or do they want him to go to jail? Yes, of course, it was sexually inappropriate for him to just whip out his dick and come on, guys. We're living in 2022, uh, in the 21st century, where 
You can't just be soliciting sex like that. <laughs> you know, there's things like consent. And I think he was married at that time, if I'm not mistaken. So now, we're now looking at, was it maybe, is he still married? But I think he's divorced, eh? So was it another factor that we don't know that is coming out? I guess we'll never know, but I guess we'll also find out. And my third one is that lies. We're not getting used to females coming out and lying, or males too, or just people in general, lying about certain things of this nature, of a sexual nature, because it's easy to manipulate a court system. It's easy to manipulate the federal system. Take, for example, this court case that's going on between Johnny Depp and his girlfriend where he was being physically abused and it's actually in court this topic so you start to see where women cry wolf and the next thing they are really exposed for who they are and what they are so I think now we have to just watch and learn and watch what's going to happen between Elon Musk and the flight attendant and him and the De- Democratic Party. So I know he tweets a lot. I'll be following his tweets and I'll be giving you updates as it goes. Don't forget to follow the Don Cozy podcast on Patreon, on Twitter, and on Instagram at Don Cozy Podcast. That's on Twitter and Instagram. And Cozy Lounge Podcast on Patreon. We would love your support. Our fees start from $3 going up. You get exclusive behind-the-scenes material. You can actually come in there. We have discussions. You can do FaceTime, Zoom, and... We can dis- discuss further topics and issues that you would want us to discuss on the Don Cozy podcast. Another issue this week which happened was, for all my soccer-loving <laughs> people, is the Kylian Mbappe transfer saga. This, I think, is going to be the biggest sporting issue of 2022 as well approaching the World Cup in Qatar. It's happening, I think, in December in Qatar. Kylian Mbappe, for people who don't know, he's a French footballer who plays for PSG in France. He's the star man for that club, and he's only 23. So we're not talking of a prime David Beckham. We're not talking of a prime Lionel Messi. We're not talking of a prime... Cristiano Ronaldo, or a prime Pele or Maradona. We're talking of a 23-year-old World Cup winner who won the World Cup in 2018 with France. And he won the French League One player of the season three times in a row. He actually won it for the third consecutive time this week. And he's ultimately being sought out after by Real Madrid, the Spanish Spanish Giants. 
So, <laughs> it's a, this transfer saga, it's very, so many strings are attached to this saga because, one, let me give you an, in contrast. Firstly, Kylian Mbappe has been playing his football in France. He's a French international, started off at Monaco, then was bought by PSG. He has been a star at PSG, but the only trophy that he, he, that he doesn't have as a footballer as of now is a Champions League. And every footballer or every soccer player, depending on where you are, wants to win the Champions League. And there are only a few clubs in Europe where you, you are guaranteed of winning the Champions League. Firstly, we're talking of Real Madrid. Second, Barcelona. Third, Manchester United, though they are not performing well. Liverpool, Chelsea, Bayern Munich, Juventus, Inter Milan and AC Milan. If I forgot any other club, you just remind me. But of those nine clubs, you are guaranteed success in the Champions League. So this is the only trophy that has eluded him. He's got the World Cup, he's got the French League, he's got French League Cups, he's got medals. Though he hasn't won the Ballon d'Or, which is an individual award, the Champions League is the most coveted trophy in a footballer's career. You find other footballers don't get the World Cup, they don't get accolades and whatnot. But once they get the Champions League, it's almost like a World Cup for uh, for clubs. I know here in Africa we've got. I know three player like three prominent players who have won it in Southern Africa. It's only Benny McCarthy, he won it with Porto in two thousand and four. There is Didier Drogba who won it with Chelsea in twenty twelve. There is Samuel Eto who has won it with both Barcelona and. Inter Milan. So, Kylian Mbappe was supposed to be bought by Real Madrid at the end of this season. But now, it looks like PSG wants to tighten their grip on the star Frenchman. Like I said, he was only 23 years old. And let me put this into context. This club is run by, it's an oil-rich club, so it's run by Arabs who've got all the money in the world. Case in point, they bought Neymar from Barcelona for $222 million. They, he broke the transfer fee. I think it was four years ago. For $222 million for a player. And mind you, PSG now has Lionel Messi, Sergio Ramos, formerly of Real Madrid. They've got Kylian Mbappe. They've got Neymar. So it's a star-studded club which doesn't have that trophy that they want. And now (laughs) the Ulrich Club's president has offered Mbappe with three things. I want you you guys to listen to me carefully because very few people love sports, but this is going to be the biggest sporting news once it breaks. 
The president of PSG has offered Mbappe this. One, complete control of PSG's sporting project. At 23 years old, he will have complete. He's not going to be working under anyone. He's going to have complete control of PSG's sporting project. This includes hiring, firing of the managers and his own teammates. That's the first thing they offered him. Secondly, they are willing to give him a deal of 4 million euros a month. That's about 4.2 million dollars every month, which would be double his salary that he's actually getting now, which is about 2.2 million, uh, 2 million rather, sorry. Thirdly, this would mean that he would receive a 100 million euro signing on fee if he resigns with PSG. And this includes concessions over image rights. If we go through these three conditions, and mind you, this is a five-year contract that they will be offering him. That means that he'll be tied uh, to the club up to 2027, 2028. And when you look at it, the first point, the hiring, firing, of managers and teammates, can you imagine a 23 or 24-year-old going to the board of the club and saying, I don't like this manager, I want this player, I want this person, and if you don't, I won't play, or if you go against my wish, I will not perform. That's a lot of power. Usually this post is given to sporting directors where they go through a recruitment process and select players who are, who are wanted by the coach at that time. So he's going to have that power to ultimately say that I want to play under this coach and I want to play with these players. And I don't want this player in this club. I don't want this player here. I don't want this person here. That's the first thing. The second thing is the doubling of his salary meaning that he'll be the highest paid athlete or footballer in the world for the next five years. Not knowing what add-ons the contract will have as years go by, but as of him signing it, if he does sign and considers to sign, he'll be the highest paid footballer, earning 4.2 million US dollars every month. This, is, this excludes winning bonuses, trophy uh, bonuses, advertisements, and endorsements. So give or take, you could be making 6 million, 7 million, 8 million US dollars a month. And let's go back to the age, 23, 24, you know. And the third thing is, the issue of image rights. Image rights, I can put it to you like this. Depending on, your, on the generation, we had David Beckham, then we had Cristiano Ronaldo. 
But David Beckham was the ultimate soccer superstar. If we remember, he had the boots, he had the underwear, he had the fragrances, he had the hairstyles, he was everywhere, the commercials, the pip- the Pepsi commercials, and the Adidas endorsement deals. With image rights, when David Becker moved from Manchester United to Real Madrid, it wasn't just because he could bend the ball and place good free kicks. It was an image right that they were buying. He was the next global superstar. So Real Madrid had control of 50% of his image rights. That means if he made $1,000 from a Pepsi deal, that 1000 was split between himself and Real Madrid. It, it, I hope you're getting what I'm trying to say. And with an image right, with this pandemic, which halved the profits of the soccer clubs in Europe, with this move and this deal on the table for Mbappe, they are saying that they'll give him 100% rights over his own image, right? So it means... Whatever money he makes from endorsement deals and advertisements is solely his, right? But if he moves to Real Madrid, Real Madrid wants to cash in on his image to sell T-shirts, boots, drinks, water. You can name it. Just because it's Kylian Mbappe in Spain, they can boost their revenue from ticket sales and from his t-shirts and whatever merchandise they can sell from him. So it's this being at play, you, you end up realizing that he has to think about um, things like that. And when you look at it from a musical standpoint, this is almost like he's being, he, he is an independent artist who doesn't want to be signed to a label where a label will milk him for his success and the decision to sign this contract will only be made after the champion league champions league final which ironically will be held in france so <laughs> it's going to be really a a time where we're going to see what's going what's, what's the shift in the football arena and it's going to be exciting eh? It's going to be really exciting. And personally, I'm a Real Madrid fan. I would love to see him at Real Madrid, but a contract like this is mouth-watering. Five years, you can imagine, after five years of him completing such a contract, even if he decides to retire at 35 or 36 or 40, he already has one. The experience of being a footballer, World Cup winner, most probably they'll win the Champions League because if he's got the right to make decisions of recruit of recruitment and and staff, he might assemble a team where they win the the, the Champions League. So he'll ultimately be the most complete footballer. And secondly, he'll gain administrative experience, meaning that 
he can be able to walk out of a football pitch and straight into the office without having to get an education because he would have gotten the necessary education and the necessary experience. And at the end of the day, guys, come on. He's going to be the richest footballer of all time up until another superstar comes through. And this news has really hogged the limelight and it will do so for, for the next two weeks. What are your thoughts on this? Just let me know and we will discuss it further. Like I said, join me on Patreon. We can have these discussions and we can, I can pick your brain. Or you can come to Instagram or Twitter, like I said, at Don Cozy on Instagram and Twitter. And on Patreon, it's at the Cozy Lounge Podcast. Now we get into some entertainment news. You know I love my music. I love my entertainment. Firstly, sad news, guys. The Migos is on the verge of a split. They haven't split like Quavo hasn't even said anything. But with what's being done between the parties of unfollowing each other on Instagram, on these social medias, uh, social media platforms, it's alarming and I won't say it's stressful, but it's it's a point where we don't want to see them break, break up. Guys, come on. They gave us bad and bougie. This Versace, Versace, Versace. So there'll be no more Versace, Versace. There'll be no more Offset. Ah, man. I can't imagine trap music without the Migos. So they unfollowed each other. Firstly, it was Cardi B and Offset who unfollowed Quavo and Takeoff. So they are no more following each other. And Quavo and <laughs> Takeoff and Takeoff released a song called Hotel Lobby from a possible project named Ank and Few, which in short is for uncle and nephew. Uncle being Quavo, and the nephew is Takeoff. So there's a possible project. It's actually a teaser of a project, I think, which will be named Ank and Few. The music video for this song, Hotel Lobby, came out. It's actually inspired by um, No Worries, uh, a Lil Wayne song. It came out in 2012, 2013. If you watch the visuals, you can make, you can actually relate the scenes. I like the Lil Wayne version more because it's more psychedelic. It's more, I remember this other time I tripped out. I was so high and I was watching it on my laptop and I tripped the fuck out watching the Lil Wayne version of the video that Ank and Few have copied. I won't say copied. I hope they gave Young Money their money for the <laughs> copyrights. So if you watch that video, you'll be able to see the similarities with the Lil Wayne I Ain't Got No Worries video. But... Now people are now putting blame on Cardi B, saying that she's the one, she's the catalyst 
for the breakup of the Migos. I think it's just stupid and absurd because you can't blame she. They did motorsport. Why didn't they break up from that time? And I think it's just a group thing where they need to talk about it. Whatever, guys, come on. We can't have you guys break up. These niggas shouldn't break up. They shouldn't. Death should break them up, God forbid. But they shouldn't break up. For what? For what reason? Yes, they did their own solo projects a few years ago. I, from my own personal perspective, I think it's a label thing. Maybe they want to get out of their contracts and then maybe regroup. We never know. So... Going forward, it's going to be really difficult to imagine trap music, like I said, without the Migos. It's going to be something which was just going to be like, what? What the fuck, guys? Don't break up. Don't even think about it. In other news, Chris Brown is dropping uh, the Breezy album on the 24th of June. Can't wait for that one. Uh, and it's actually funny because he released that album art cover on Wednesday Thursday Wednesday Thursday and news of Rihanna that's our third and final story news of Rihanna what a segue <laughs> Chris Brown releases this the news of Rihanna comes a day or two after after that Rihanna and ASAP Rocky welcomed a baby boy. Uh, and sources are saying that the child was born on the 13th of May. The news only came out a week later. Talk about secrecy, guys, and privacy. Thumbs up to, to, to Rihanna and ASAP Rocky for that one. Because I think now with this celebrity status, yes, you can put your, your stuff out. Yes, you can inform people. We saw the baby bump. We saw uh, ASAP Rocky getting arrested in L.A. And the child was born in Los Angeles. So ASAP Rocky getting arrested in L.A., Rihanna in Barbados with ASAP, the baby bump, which wasn't being covered for the, for, for the nine months. And Rihanna also... Announcing that Fenty is going to come to Africa. It's going to come to Zimbabwe. South Africa. And other countries. Which is a good thing because... At least it will empower... The females in this region. I don't know how, but I know it will. Because the females in this region are very... Sharp, hey? So... Seven days after the baby was born, that's when they announced that... The baby has come into the world and congratulations to Rihanna and ASAP. I'm saying this with a painful heart because <laughs> that was everyone's crush. But congratulations to them. And now she's a mom. ASAP is a dad. And from Don Cozy Podcast, we wish them nothing but the best. Eh? Nothing but the best as they go forward. And Rihanna, please release new music after this. Please. Please. So, guys, we've come to the end of this episode. I'm about to 
start my day, and I hope you start your day too, sharp. It's a Saturday. It's a weekend. Drink responsibly. Enjoy. And always remember that the dawn is always going to give you the best news every time. As I close this episode, I'd like to just say everything is just cozy. I'm out, guys. Peace. See you next time. See you next week as we start the week. I'll be back with more news and everything that you love. I'm out.